too many Tic Tacs in the town. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 3.38 starting time. Please welcome from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, Matthew Wiley. Play away, please. I bring the boom, I bring the thunder. Legion of doom in the dungeon of plunder. I'll go for any 193. Uh, we skipped a week. We skipped Congaree. But we're here now. Golf Landing 193 on the Matt Wiley Podcast Network or the Galando Podcast. As I was called on radio in Toronto, the Galando Podcast. I'm Ernesto Galando. Um, here we are, U.S. Open. We did miss Congaree. I, I, I feel like that course was I, I, a little salty early on, but it kind of, it it allowed for some interesting drama on Sunday. There, the first four holes, highly birdieable and warranted and gave up a lot of streaks. So there were some points to be had. Uh, it was it was very interesting, and if you if you look at the charitable background of the entire setup of Congaree, it makes the whole week a lot more interesting. I'm going to talk to Josh and Ryan about whether any of the outcomes from that week from last week, changed their perspective on the U.S. Open. Higo included. Man, oh man. I mean, Higo, 9K, it was almost seemingly laughable from a price perspective for a guy who's been on tour two weeks to be 9K on DraftKings as a as a invite, commissioner's invite. And he goes out and wins. They had the Chesson vignettes all lined up. And it was a complete collapse by really everyone. English didn't play well. DJ didn't play well. Higo, man, that that lefty can play. So good. So good. And he's in the field this week at 7-2 at the U.S. Open. And he kissed that trophy. Why did they kiss the trophy? Says, and I agree with that. I think it was Chris Murphy on Twitter. I don't know why they kissed the trophy. I don't want to kiss anything. <clears throat> Here, let me rub my hands all over this trophy. Now you kiss it. Kiss it. Hard pass. Uh, thanks this week to Chris Terrell, as always, for giving me some great sheets. Chris Jarrell at Jagger Bombs 12 on Twitter. Something like that. Green Square Golf, form based, history based. You need that this week. Course history, course form. Get it. Greensquare.golf. Uh, did you see the Bryson video yet? The big reveal. The greatest video you'll ever see in your lifetime. The big reveal from that was a video clip from 1988 and John Stockton. That's what that video spoke to me about. These cats put a lot of work into getting attention for wanting you to think they don't want attention. Lou's Tire World on Twitter said it best. <clears throat> He's on to something. Man. Article came out, Brooks and Bryson may not be that different. I tend to agree. Just saying. No podcast here since Rom's crazy memorial. The Memorial. Withdraw when he was leading by six and demolishing the field. Crazy. And I like Rom. I think Rom is one of the best 
nicest, smartest, great interviews on tour. Just a star. Just a good human being and going to be a fantastic dad, you can tell. (laughs) Might be an anti-vaxxer, though. I don't know. So that was interesting. And I, you know, I kind of had fun with it because I'm going through a lot of COVID insanity here in Canada with testing, four daily check-ins, four daily calls, people showing up at the door. I'm double vaxxed. It doesn't matter. And so I'm kind of done with it at this point. <clears throat> at least, at least I'm, I'm, I'm responsible. We mask, blah, blah, blah. We got our vaccines. We do our best. And then, you know, Rom not getting vaccinated. Why? Why? Why would you do that? You know, there are, there are people, as I said on Twitter in that rant, there are people who put, who literally took Wilma Flintstone, dropped Wilma Flintstone acid from a dealer in like a Cracker Barrel bathroom when they're in college. You'd put anything in your body, but now have ethics about a vaccine. Who, who cares? You think the FDA is scrutinizing everything you eat? No one, you can put anything in a can or on the on your plate. No one is analyzing your pasta spagoot from Olive Garden. No one. There's no FDA guy there. You're putting anything in. Why not? Second of all, if the vaccine's poisonous, we're all going to die. Let's do it together. Eject me off this planet. Who cares? What does it matter? I have kids fighting over pine cones in northern Canada. There's 12 trillion of them here. I don't want to wake up in the morning sometimes. Do you want to be one of the last 200 people on earth who didn't get the vaccine? You do? Walk that through. Who's going to run the cheesecake factory and gas stations and the dump and the water treatment? It takes me an hour to put pants on like I'm going to operate the bridge or take your trash out or do anything. You think the internet will just work or electricity? I don't, I mean, at this point, you might as well get it because you're not going to want to be in a world where you're one of the last people on earth. John Rom. Knowing me, I would be here with like Darren Ravel in Iowa and all we have to eat are like pineapples. <laughs> Put anything, inject me with anything. Blast me off this planet. Who cares? You're nuts. Plus it affects all these wagers and outcomes and mine. Is that why I'm really mad? Maybe. Maybe. Is the PGA mad? Uh, who cares? I've done my job here for negative infinity money. For this tour, for what, four plus years? Well, people pick Ian Poulter to win the Masters. That's all I'll say. This course. <clears throat> all right, so Tory Pines, it, it will bring out the best players. The best players don't necessarily show up at majors randomly the course setups will demand the most skill and that's when you see the player listen you wonder why a dj doesn't win congaree sometimes sometimes he can't lay down 40 birdies you want to know why he could win and has won at the US Open because he's got the skill set to recover and hit fairways consistently and not give up too many shots. That's why. And this course is going to demand length and accuracy off the tee. It's going to demand uh, good decision making and good long, good long mid to long irons. There's not a lot of wedges in at Torrey Pines. 
It's particularly if you hit this Kikuya off the tee. It is a long course. Leishman, why did he win? Look how good a long iron player he is, mid to long irons. Why does he do well at Augusta? I mean, he sprays it off the tee somewhat. But he's a great iron player. Tiger, he won everything, obviously. He's a great iron player. Rom. And putting on POA is just going to be, you know, that's just going to be evened out. I don't, I, you're not going to have someone who can just make everything on this surface the way it grows. The in the especially in the afternoon by the afternoon with all the footprints, it just bounces around. Short putts are not gimmies. So, you lead off the tee. Good long iron players and guys who can recover. DJ seems like a good model to me. Now, did the way he finished at Congaree change that? Yeah, based on ownership projection, it probably did. He didn't finish great, but neither did Brooks. Brooks didn't even make the cut. But I guarantee you, Brooks will be up there. So we've got the DK winner, Jeremy, from Toledo, who was very good. And then we've got Josh and Ryan. And then I'm going to win a million dollars. All right, we're here with Jeremy. And you sound great, by the way. Oh, thanks. Um, Appreciate it. Jeremy is from Toledo. We were just talking about Toledo because I drive through Toledo uh, at least four times a year to get through to the Ambassador Bridge in Detroit to go to Canada. And he didn't believe me, but I do. (laughs) And exit 187, 182 for Tim Hortons. And he said, I will get killed if I go to exit 187 Buck Lane. Is that correct? (laughs) It's uh, not the best place to be, but it's not the worst place you can be in Toledo either. So you're you're pretty safe. You own... You own what? Uh, a sports bar, Jed's Barbecue and Brew here in Toledo, Ohio. So, uh, you know, some of the golf family here will know, will have heard of Toledo just from the, you know, the upcoming Solheim Cup. And and then yes. the LPGA makes a stop at Highland Meadows um, here in July in, uh, you know, about six weeks or so. Um, so, you know, two pretty prominent stops right there. And hopefully we can get uh, some more back at Inverness here. How did Toledo get the Solheim Cup? You know, I have no idea. I mean, Inverness uh, Country Club's one of the top 100 golf courses, essentially in the world, um, and it's right here in Toledo, which is just baffles my mind um, most of the time. But uh, um, yeah, it's a it's a world class golf course. Um, obviously, it hosted the PGA Championship. Um, I don't know too much more of the history before that, but uh, yeah, many uh, many golf legends have played here in Toledo, Ohio. You know what's different about you is that you're not from Boston and you're not in finance, which is what. Well, I kind of am in finance too. I, I'm a financial advisor as well, and I just own a restaurant, <sighs> sports bar as well. That was a great so call, Jeremy. Thank you. To, I was trying to keep that. I was trying to keep that out <laughs> oh, for you, but I didn't. I didn't want you to get false pretense. I'm literally tearing up. <laughs> you thought you had thought a winner that wasn't going to be in finance. Yes, I've got a, I've got an, I've got a cool American barbecue joint owner, <laughs> and you work for Morgan Stanley. Well, I am, I am, I have my, I work for myself, so I'm not part of a big okay. firm or anything like that. I'm an independent contractor, so you know, I, I can't work for anyone else. Once you have, once you've worked for yourself, you can't work for anyone else again. That's right. I totally agree. Okay, so you won a very, very difficult. By the way, did you have Higo last week? I did not have Higo. I, I thought there was going to be more people on Higo. No, I wasn't. I didn't win last week. I won at the Memorial when. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I, yes. Yeah, I was I was a very gracious winner when John Rahm came down with the COVID-19. I did not have any Rahm, so that kind of catapulted me up to the top. But that was probably my most the chalkiest line I think I've ever had, and it just kind of came through. So who knows? It's interesting that, that um, this week – with the U.S. Open, as I'll explain, I'll talk about with the guys next segment in that there's not going to be a lot of birdies. There's there's virtually hardly any eagle opportunities. Streaks, unlike last week, are not going to be plentiful. So it's going to be a position-based 
you know, golf. So you're, you're going to have to eat some chalk. Where, where are you in your approach this week? If you've given thought to it, some plays you like, or how are you going to line up your strategy since you're an elite golf lady winner? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I've looked at it and, you know, I usually don't look at ownership until Wednesday. I try and get that to, to kind of navigate its calm to its levels and, and kind of figure out where that's at. Cause I try and avoid as much of the bad chalk, what I consider to be the bad chalk. And, and I just don't know, you know, when you get in these, the U S open, you get into the majors and the pricing so soft that you can kind of build any way you want, but you still, you do still see some of that, you know, the navigation to like the, the popular 72 and 7,300 guy. And, you know, Paul Casey's always 8 million percent owned, but he just always seems like a great play, but I don't know. I obviously, I think you need length. I think that's what everyone's going to talk about. Um, you know, as you said, there's not a lot of birdie opportunities. So, you know, the guys that can stay away from the, the big numbers and, and who can, you know, make some 10 and 12 footers and under pressure and just kind of keep themselves clean, kind of what Brooks does and Bryson does and, you know, like Morikawa, those guys that just don't have big numbers on their card. So I think that's kind of where I'm starting to look and, I mean, maybe some guys that I, you know, have some form going and some Euro guys that I like. So give me the Euro guys you like. Well, I think, um, you know, Dietrich, Southgate, um, Adrian Moronk, you know, some, some bombs that have been playing really well on the Euro tour. I don't know if they all have enough length, but just kind of grinders, um, some guys that are kind of always just always making cuts and always finding a way to be there. Um, but you know, the guys that I think are going to win are, you know, the guys that are long off the tee that are, you know, up in the 10 and 11 thousands this week. Yes. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to get away from those guys, you know? Well, that's what I said earlier in a tweet in that, in that it's not just that these great players just all of a sudden decide to show up in majors. I mean, they're, the the course setups are so difficult. It's that you can't get a twenty five under John Deere Classic winner and sort of luck box putt your way to a win. It's the separator of talent. So yeah, I mean that's why the pricing is so difficult in the regard that there's not a lot. You name some some good plays low like Dietrich, but there's not a lot of guys in the sixes who are probably going to be up there. So you it's like how do I fill my roster with all 10 guys you can't at 10.1 guys and up um is there so other than the guys you mentioned the sixes is there anyone not super chalky but um off the radar american pga potentially guy that that you think maybe a little bit less owned this week that has a chance to do well well I mean, I'm a sucker for Sung J M. He's in terrible form right now. At one Brutal. round, he looks like he's yeah. One line run, one round, he looks like he's broken. But he went four under on Sunday. But there was a lot of birdies out there. Um, and I just think where he's where he is on on the board, he's right between Kokrak and Lowry, who early early on seemed to be very chalky in that seven k mega chalk. Yes, and I like Kokrak. I just. I think he's a trap this week just because he has the length. He's been putting like crazy. And I just, I just don't see him being the guy that's going to, you know, take that tough double bogey and come back and, and keep it all together for two rounds. I think he's a guy that everyone's going to be saying they're, they're going to be regretting the, uh, the coke rack play, but you know, keep this one up and then watch, watch next week when he finishes top five and wins someone a million dollars and it's not me. So, but I think I mean, Jay, I mean, Sung Jay, he's the, he's the guy I think is gonna, he's going to find a way. Um, but I'm a Sung Jay guy. Uh, I think DJ is going to win. Bull um, take. No, I think DJ is going to win. Sung Jay is going to be the wow. guy that I'm going to play that no one else is going to play, but I think DJ is going to win. I think I saw enough. This How much you went watch last week? There. Really? Um, well, you I, thought yeah. so? Yeah, I thought I thought I saw enough the first couple of rounds where he was, you know, he's he's he, he's he's not really worried about that. He's just trying to get in form and and he's just trying to to hit some good irons. I mean, the first day he he missed what four or five putts inside eleven feet. I mean, he could have been nine under the first day. So I think I saw enough there that 
Um, I kind of like him not really flying high, and and uh, I think everything's going to go to Rom. It's going to go to Xander. It's going to go to uh, Brooks. And it's going to go to Brooks. Bryson, and there's the the world number one sitting right there at ten seven. We never get that number. I think the two guys that <clears throat> that will be in the ten percent, Rory probably less, are Rory and DJ. <laughs> and you want the two best drivers in the world for a course that will demand it more than anything else for a tournament, for a setup. Um, you don't want to be the Kikuya off the tee. You're dead. Uh, Rory and DJ look pretty good to me. DJ loves uh, the Poa greens too. So yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think had he won, I think his ownership would have been, you know, floating 15, 16, 17, but the way he finished and you're probably right. He's just like, fuck, I just want to get on a plane and go. But I think he felt obligated. He had to play this this past weekend. He plays before every major. Is in his home state. You know, it's he's just getting some yep. tune up. Yep, it was give supposed to be DJ. Canadian. Give me all the DJ. It was supposed to be the R. Yeah, give me all the DJ. Okay, good pick, Jeremy. I like it. Next time I'm, I'm going through Toledo, I'm going to stop by, man. You. Absolutely, yeah, t- absolutely. So you can do my taxes. Bam, <laughs> got him. <laughs> See you, man. Thank you. Thanks, Wiley. Appreciate it. Tiger Woods, y'all. Hello. I don't. I don't know why. I don't. I don't go to the bathroom before these segments. I just think I can hold it out for forty-five minutes. Are you, is that your way of telling us you have to go to the bathroom? Yeah, I do. But whatever, we'll get through it. It's kind of a goal for me. I kind of think you should just go to the bathroom. Mm, remember what happened last week when Ryan just like disappeared and we had to pretend I just he went away. <laughs> Ryan, yeah, Ryan, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a thousand I mean, percent, that- that's me this week because I'm tethering off my phone in BFE Canada. <laughs> it was still better than the week when you both were talking. <laughs> yes, we're talking and you go each other. and you go. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let's see. Here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right. This week's the U.S. Open. So we haven't spoken in a couple of weeks. We had last week with Congaree. I want to talk about that in a second. Uh, of course, Josh Slepko, CRC, circling the drain, number one rated NHL DFS player in the world. He's working on world MLB. champion. World champion. He's working on MLB. Right. And golf, likely. Yep, we had a nice we had a nice weekend of both golf and MLB. Some nice big wins. So I am you know in stride into the I w- major. I was talking to Ryan today. I said because you were I'm going to be honest. You were a terrible responder to texts. There's some really yes. good ones. You're a seven hour delay guy. You will yeah, you will text that, two times. You will text us two times. One if you won money, or two when I lost you money. <laughs> those are the only two times you'll ever text um (laughs) all right so so let me talk about the u.s open the course and then you can add to this i put some notes out today of course this is the it's the same course tory pines is the farmer's insurance it's going to play differently in that the the rough the kikuya rough is going to like i said in my notes leishman won with losing strokes off the tee and then having a ridiculous long iron game. I'm not sure that that's that scenario plays out this week with the Kikuya rough because you'd probably rather hit out of waste bunkers than that rough. So this, this course though is built for the best players. And what I mean by that is, and Josh, you alluded to this text before we started recording this tweet is that I received a text from a player and he said, Listen, it's less about the world. And by the way, the tweet I sent was not verbatim what he texted because he's <laughs> he's partly illiterate, so he doesn't text that well with semicolons. But it's less about the world's best just turning up for majors. That is that is a fallacy. The it's not just the the best players just all of a sudden love majors and play better. It's the golf courses with the most difficult setups that showcase their skills and weeds out and creates that separation in talent. So, and and I want you to, to expound on what you said earlier, Josh, about that. What made you made you think? But this course, it's it's built for the best players. It's lengthy. Uh, the landing zones are narrow. I think twenty ish yard wide fairways. Brutal rough. 
I mean, brutal Kikuya rough. It's just a what? Have you ever played Kikuya rough, Ryan? Uh, yeah, when I was out there. So I mean, I didn't play Tory Pines, but um, yeah, I mean, this is the kind of rough, obviously. Yeah. So this is the kind of rough, obviously, and I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how they have uh, kind of grown it out. Um, but I mean, you can lose golf balls, and it's it's you know borderline unplayable in some areas. Yeah. And so I think you know that 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 obviously. Uh, is going to lend itself more to uh, some some accuracy off the tee, which we'll have to consider. But um, it is not normal rough. Let's say that. So, so that's that's your that's your first variable you have to think about when building a lineup. Secondly, the poa the poa greens. Is it poa bent mix? I think this is pure poa. Okay, so pure poa, but with late day foot traffic, the way it grows, um, it it is it is some it's it's very difficult to make automatic, quote, automatic putts at any distance on this because it's like Plinko, if you've watched Prices Right before. And so to anticipate, which you can't typically in weeks to weeks, week to week, to to gain advantages putting, it's going to be nearly impossible to predict that. Um, missed greens, so the smallest greens will be in high volume. So U.S. Open elite short game out of this trickery, tricky Kikuya will be critical. And the length of the course, it's it's hard to... It's hard to um, describe how long it is, but there's really only two wedges on the south course, uh, the whole 18 holes. Wedges in. It's meaning it's mid to long irons all day. So there's going to be with three par fives that are you know nearing five, 600 yards. The 18th, which I w- wish they would have made a par four, there's no eagle chances. So you're not going to see streaks. You're not going to see a lot of birdies. You're probably not going to see hardly uh, many eagles. So it's going to be position points. You know, where do they finish? One through six. Um, Firm greens is the ultimate, and they will be firm, is the ultimate separator of of talent. This is where you you make a course difficult for these players. This is the this is what eliminates most of the players because you're going to have to then use that short game to recover. Um, back nine is a faders nine. Like I said, all day, mid to long irons. Uh, look at Tiger Woods success here. Look at Mark Leishman, extremely underrated long iron player. Look at his, uh, 200 yard plus approach stats. By the way, I'm looking at long, accurate drivers, mid, mid long iron players, elite at the green, all around elite players. You cannot hide from this course. Hit it. What else you got to add? And by the way, uh, Nelson said you should you should create a blog because that was so many tweets. And I said, "Eat me." <laughs> Got him. Uh, yeah, uh, Nelson's good people. Slep, you want to take this? Do you have anything else to add on the course? I think uh, you covered it pretty well. <laughs> Did you want me to? <laughs> same, same, right? Same. Yeah. <laughs> Um, did you want me to share the, uh, yes. Thoughts so, I had? yeah. Okay. So, so I'm going to go back to that text I received again, not verbatim, but, but what I said, it's that it's not about the best showing up for majors. It's that the difficult setups showcase the best talent and that's the separator. So what was your thought on that? So, yeah, we were talking before the pod and I was talking that I have just a, like a terrible record in, in majors. Um, and, you know, I look in at Roto tracker and I, I try to, you know, see where I'm weak and usually that's across sports or type of contest, but also just kind of looking at, you know, majors versus non-major weeks. And I'm just, I have not had a lot of good success. And I think what I was saying to some, to you too, is that I like to get contrarian in, uh, in, golf lineups, as you can see, you know, all in Ventura, all in Hogue. Um, so I like to, I like to stray away from the chalk, but I don't know that that strategy has lent itself to being successful in majors is because as your friend, fake text, whatever with a semicolon said, uh, you know, the best players show up. And um, so I, I think you do need to eat more chalk, in a major than you would otherwise. Um, 
I think it's just more, more important that you really you, you need to get some chalk in there because the best players and the best plays are going to show up. Uh, you just really have to um, be thoughtful with how you're approaching your roster construction. So uh, last week it was in- yeah because yeah, last week I want to bring it back to last week and I want to ask you about last week too. The it really wasn't a runaway victory like twenty five under par, but you had a t- at least at least the guys I had which did okay for me. Seamus Power and Ches Reevy, huge Ches fan by the way. Um, and David Lipsky. But by the way, Lipsky, we've got Lipsky is a player. He's a really good iron player. He's a gamer. Yeah, he's he's a gamer. And you had a ton of streaks. Uh, you had to get these streaks on your lineups, especially in showdown where they're worth a trillion points. Did anything from last week, uh, and I can name the players I'm thinking of, really there's four. Did anything from last week change how you how you look forward to this week? Let's name specifically like a Higo, a DJ, a Van Ruin, because uh, those guys give you options. Maybe not Higo as much as EVR. And then a chess. Ryan? Uh, yeah, so I mean, not uh, not too many thoughts on Ches Reevee, but, <laughs> but I know you like him. <laughs> um, I think the world's a better place when uh, Ches is playing well. But yeah, I mean, I think the obvious place to start is is uh, with DJ. You know, he was uh, the class of the field last week uh, with Brooks, who missed the cut. Seemed like he wasn't doing much, and then he made a couple of runs, and then just... Uh, yeah, just didn't have it over the weekend. And uh, I think what was kind of hard to watch was he was struggling all around. Like he wasn't hitting fairways. His irons were horrendous on the weekend. Uh, obviously lost some focus, missing some short putts. So I think I think that's a very interesting one because, you know, he has played pretty well here um, at uh, the Farmers historically. Obviously great POA player, ton of wins in California, makes a lot of sense with this golf course. Um, and I I don't think the ownership's going to be high. So I think that's definitely one place you could go this week. Um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned Higo. I think, you know, I think he's underpriced how he does in a major field on a course like this off of a win. You know, there's a lot to be seen, but I don't expect him to be uh, kind of overly popular. Um, and I think the other guy who who you mentioned was EVR, right? Uh, we We've seen a few glimpses of him uh, lately, and I was actually on him last week uh, just because uh, he played really well at the Open Qualifier. Uh, he was either medalist or co-medalist with Chez. They both played really well, and then he backed it up playing really well at the Palmetto. Uh, he makes a lot of sense here. We have seen him do well on very tough golf courses, long courses. He's um, kind of really good ball striker. So, um, yeah, I think those three make a lot of sense this week. I played the I played the Open Qualifier Monday – Tuesday form coming in and it worked because EVR and mm-hmm. Chez both blew the doors off mm-hmm. uh, and qualified. Vegas too. And Vegas. And they all played amazingly well. And EVR was just a mm-hmm. great price. Uh, he's a great price this week. Um, so let's look at, let's look at this week coming in <clears throat> and first glance at projected ownership, which will change. I, I think there's, I think it's pretty flat. Um, across the board, there's no super chalk yet, albeit I think a couple of names could could hit that and a couple of names up top could go lower. Uh, let's start now. We're, we're, we're going to do by ranges and then name a few in the sixes because there's really not a ton down there, uh, at least that any of us are admitting, Rick Lamb, that we're yeah. probably going to play. <laughs> <laughs> this is... And I said that we're kind of like holding guns at each other because we're we all want to win the four 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 four, but we're not really. Whatever. I know who you're going to play anyway. Probably, Josh. Um, most likely. Most likely. Uh, let's start with let's start up top. Okay, let's start up top ten and up. Uh, the big boys: Rom, Spieth, DJ, Bryson, Brooks. You gotta have the I'll winner, start, right? Yeah, go, go ahead, ahead Slip. I mean, I, I just—it's not going out on a limb, but it's—it's it's, you know, you, he's gonna win, so you gotta play him. And I think it's Rom. Um, I, I had 
I thought to myself recently when I was watching him that I, I just he just seems like he's going to grab hold of the number one player of the world and and hold on to it for a long time. Uh, and I think that starts this week. I think he has a chance to become number one. Yes, he does. Okay. So, yeah, I I think he wins it, becomes number one, and I don't think we have another number one golfer in the world for a couple of years. Um, so, that I mean, I let's see. I, I'm, How much is that influenced by Memorial? For you. Or I, I know you're a Rom fan, but do you feel like the runaway almost victory at Memorial really influenced that for you? I mean, it, I, I mean, the answer is yes, but I'm not trying to say like, oh, I think he's trying to get, you know, revenge mm-hmm. for getting mm-hmm. – I'm, I'm, I'm not moving away. I'm not trying to go into his mindset. I'm just saying he's obviously very good and playing well. So that's so that's all I took away from it, that he's in good form, but not yeah. that there's some, ec, you know, extra motivation to, to win. He's got enough motivation to win a major, so. He hasn't done uh, – what, what's I, the deal with him not doing super well at – at U.S. Opens, though, I mean, he's he had a, th- a third, but a couple of missed cuts, twenty third. I mean, for a guy of his talent, you'd think you that know, this would be a spot. It was always the mindset, right? Mm-hmm. It, say, I won't, I'm not going to talk about mindset, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he did. It always seemed like he just kind of he didn't have the I don't know, for lack of a better word, mental fortitude to get to win a U.S. Open, but. Right. Um, that's probably not the case, and that's just me wanting that to be the case. But yes. that's how it feels, and uh, so. Ryan, um, sorry, go ahead, Josh. Uh, I guess okay, go ahead. No, I didn't know if you wanted me to touch on other golfers. Yeah, but, I do. Um, oh, touch, no, touch you, other golfers. No, you've used your time on Rom. Listen, <laughs> 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 no, we're good. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, pretty similar thoughts there. I, I, I mean. Except for ownership, I really don't see any reason not to play John Rom or to be overweight on Rom or to make him your bet and pick to win. <clears throat> um, has everything from form to the aforementioned mindset <laughs> to course history, all of that. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I think I think Brooks is going to go overowned. It doesn't look like it right now, but I feel like the vibe and the uh, the feel on, on 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 Brooks at majors and and the ball striking's back and all of that like people are going to hop onto him here so um, I'm just going to go the other way and I, I think you mentioned him quickly but Rory makes a lot of sense here and I know he hasn't been great I know he's, he's been very inconsistent but he's not over ten but he did get the win right no, he he's did not get over the 10K. win we he can't has, talk about him yet yeah he's under ten k oh sorry I thought he sorry I thought he was ten k no um, that pass. was my secret okay, okay so. I'm I'm not playing the rest of the 10Ks <laughs> most likely because I want to play Rory. Yeah. <laughs> How's that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I will I would like to have the first shot at top, you know, under the nine so I can <laughs> start with Rory. So you can start with Rory? <laughs> okay. Got All it. right. So I can make a case for not using any of these guys. Um in that in that the roster construction, there's so there's so few uh, so few players that you can trust in a final position field in the low price range that would have the ability to roster a ROM. And maybe you've figured out something I can't, <clears throat> but I think Brooks, I think he's underpriced. And right now the projected ownership at 13%, I less than 13%. I don't think that's going to hold. I agree with you, Ryan. Um, perhaps people want to play Bryson. I, I don't know. Brooks may, missed the cut last week. That could influence, but his ball striking was still insane. He his, he lost three strokes putting, and I could tell you that he intentionally lost three strokes putting yeah. because he wanted <laughs> yeah. to get to San Diego or La Jolla, wherever yeah. this place is. So I'm going to jump down to the nines, and before you rabbit dogs jump all over it, I, w- I want to take the light with Rory in that I will – even though the PGA Championship was the most grueling relationship, except for having for Ben on, the most grueling relationship you can have with a golfer, the PGA Championship, and having with Rory, and the decisions he made, and the and the in the the terrible approaches he made, 
Um, and the going in the water on one and ten every day, which you can't do this week because there's no water. I is it Rory sub ten at Tory Pines is fucking bananas. I hand it off to both of you. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'll take it one step further too. I mean, the course history has been great. Um, and if you look at the stats recently, like he's doing it with iron play and pretty good putting. Now, is he going to gain three, four, five strokes game putting this week? Probably not. But he's also not going to lose a shot off the tee, right? So I think with Rory, I always focus on on the iron play, knowing that the driving is going to come back. And uh, the iron play is great. He, he has historically driven the ball really well here. So, and if he's not going to be that popular, I think, yeah, you just have to hammer him this week. Yes. I love it. I'm also... Um, one of my favorite plays there. I think he's going to be very low owned. I think I agree with you, but if you were to set the line at nine, I think I'm going to take under. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that Brooks will come up to Rory's go down. I think that's the, that's the, going to mm-hmm. be the difference. Um, at the end of the day, you just, it's very tough to trust Rory. And I think that people are going to jump off him. I don't think they're going to go to Thomas who I just can't trust off the tee right now at the PGA championship. He looked he looked like a like a ten handicap. I mean, he just was broken. It was almost embarrassing. Um, I don't think that comes back and he wins a U.S. Open um, or top fives. Xander will be the super chalk, probably of the entire field, if not Fino. Um, Xander's record here is just it just doesn't it, it, at, at the Farmers is miscut, 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 miscut. There is a reason for that. I love Hovland. Um, I I want to love Reed, but I can never seem to get him right. And I love Cantley. There is a ton, and I'll always yeah. I'll never play Morikawa because I'll never get it right, and he'll absolutely burn my ass. This is the absolute must make the right decision range. Period. Yeah, and I think you nailed it in terms of the. I think everybody wants to play everybody here, right? Uh, even Morikawa, just because he has the recent form, right? He's the prototypical U.S. Open player. He won a major in California, right? Not far from here. So I think with all of that, um, I do think Justin Thomas is going to go a little bit overlooked. Um, he probably should, right? Hasn't been playing great. Um, he wasn't great last time out at PGA or sorry, at uh, Schwab, wherever it was. Um, I think the thing with JT, though, is he's at the point in the betting markets where he has gotten to numbers where people are betting him, like 22, 25, I might have seen a 28 out there, and people end up playing the guys who they bet. Uh, I don't know if that's a good strategy, but I mean, I don't think he's going to be like 8 or, or uh, 9% owned, but um, but yeah, people are going to play Morikawa, people are going to play Cantley, people are going to play uh, Reed, they're going to play Hovland, they're going to play Xander a ton, so um yeah, I, it, it just doesn't leave a lot for Rory and JT, quite frankly. Josh, I think Xander Morikawa will be 1-2 ownership. Um, yeah, well, I would be happy if that's the case because um, this is um, one of my favorite ranges. Um, some of my favorite plays are Hovland, Cantlay, um, to a lesser extent, Reed and Finau. Um and you know that's all. It's all very chalky, so I'll have to just be mindful and 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 get unique elsewhere. But I, I really like this. And to your point about fading the top, I do like Rom, and I will have a lot of Rom because I think he's going to win, so I should play him. Um, but I don't know. I might just have a lot of Rom and then go to what you had talked about, where you just you start somewhere. Either you start at Rory, or even you start at. I mean, I've played around with some roster constructions where I have, you know, I, I don't, how about I don't want to choose between Hovland, Cantley, and Reed. So how about I just play all three? And I've had some lineups where, you know, I've all three of those and it's a very comfortable lineup. Um, you know, I don't know, that might be uh, this balance type. I don't know if that will be more popular since there aren't as many great cheap plays. So are people going to are people going to come to these lineups where they can play, you know, Cantlay, Finau, 
uh, Hatton, who should be chalk. I'm just, I know we're getting in other price ranges, but yeah, I, I okay. don't know if the balance build, the balance build might be the more popular one because of not being a lot of great low end value. Go to the, uh, go to the eights then, because there's some, you mentioned Hatton, which is, might be one of the higher owned plays in that range, which surprises me. Um, because I think there's two that could be the plays and maybe the nuts here. Uh, and what what are you seeing in the eights? I don't like the eights as much as I like the nines. Um, and uh, <clears throat> I, I, I'm not feeling Webb, although I don't seem to ever have a good feel on him. Um, but the interesting one is, uh, well, Hatton and Usti are, it looks like they're garnering a lot of ownership. Yes. I was hoping to play Usti. So was I. As Too a, much. As a, but I can't. You can't play chalk Usti. Seventeen percent. Nope. Can't do it. I can't do it. Um, he now, he may top twenty, Zappa. but I, I like for eight point one k. Yeah, a guy who who interests me maybe more for his l- leverage and ownership than actual fit and stats might be burger um i I don't love the play although he does seem to be rate highly in the model i'm looking at right now um so i I don't mind that play just because i don't necessarily i don't think i want to go to a a super chalk hat and roosty so i'm either gonna have to skip this range or find some of the play lower owns here are the two bookends before ryan speaks to it the two that have the leverage potentially are Rose and Matsuyama. Matsuyama and Rose have impeccable history at Torrey Pines, and Rose plays golf for majors, and he's shown up this year in that regard. And if you want a guy with elite at the green skills and can make the right shots, I mean, Justin Rose is someone who can – give you a lot of nausea. Um, but he is playing off Usti. <clears throat> I can't stop putting him in the lineup at this point. Ryan. Yeah, uh, I'm with you on on, on Hatton Usti as chalk. Um, I think both of those guys, I, I much prefer them to play on a different style of golf course when they're not popular. Uh, so probably not going that direction. I do, I do see the merit for Finau. I think the same thing stands. You know, if, if the guy's going to be 20% owned, there's just, there's just not a lot of room there to play him. Um, Rose is, is a thought, but uh, just he's kind of a non-starter for me. Uh, <laughs> I've kind of had enough of that guy. So I think the only guy here that I'm actually um, excited to play is probably Zalatoris. Uh, and I think, you know, he has spoken about he thinks that the U S open is probably the major that he would win first. And that, that suits his game best because he does drive it really well. He's an awesome iron player. Um, he doesn't necessarily need to make a ton of birdies here. He can just kind of make pars and plot around. Um, I also like the fact that his form has trailed off a little bit. He did not play well at Schwab. Uh, he had a miscut in there at, at uh, Wells Fargo, which was, I think his first, um, but just look back at what he's done. You know, he had a top 10 here when he played here last year, almost won the masters uh, a top six at the U S open at uh, wing foot. And, and he's just so much better now than he even was back then. So uh, I think he's the one guy who I'm, I'm definitely excited about playing in the eights. Hmm. Who was that? Will that salad tourist. <laughs> okay. Will <laughs> salad tourist. Okay. That's right. um, now, now here is, here is, the range of champions. Here's where the million dollars will be made every week, right? Every week. And, um, there's a lot, there's a lot here. There is a lot, a lot here. And yes, I mean, up top Casey will always be popular. Um, Fitzpatrick will probably go underlooked, but, Take a take a gander at his U.S. Open history. He's a he's a born winner, as Ryan knows. And his <laughs> off the tee, his off the tee game. I think he's top five this year. 
he's improved he's a, off the tee a lot. Yeah. He's a great driver of the ball. You've got Phil. You've got uh, the two plays I really liked were Shane Lowry and Charlie Hoffman. But Lowry's jumping up to almost 20%. <laughs> Oh, it's um, ridiculous. Ridiculous. You got Kokrak in the same range. You got Garcia sitting there if you want to want, talk about one of the best Tita Green guys of all time. Um, you got Leishman who won at Torrey Pines under 4%. Um, Scott, major winner. You got English who I, 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 I swore I would never play English. Then I played him in Showdown. So I I've all, became a super fan last week. And. He's, I mean, I get it now, Ryan. He's pretty good. Yep. Um, yeah, but then big, he does what he did on 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 the back nine there, and he just bogeys every hole and just looks like an absolute hack. So, well, it was great because I think McLovin had it in a showdown against me on Sunday and have English, so that was that was great. Had had he had he luck boxed that eagle from the waste bunker? Um, yeah. Oh yeah. I was I was dead. Yeah, so, I mean that had to be one of the worst back nines by the final pairing that we've seen. <laughs> You know, Ever I, I, yeah. so bad. Yeah, I mean, they must have shot like a like a best ball four over on that nine or something. So it was bad, pathetic. including DJ in in another group. Um, it was yeah. terrible. And then you've got then you've got the, the Hago at seven point two, and I, me included, laughed at the nine K pricing for him last week as a commissioner's mm-hmm. pick, and he goes out and can wins. I mean, this guy, this kid's this this he's floating on air right now. Um, yep. And he is extremely good, and I don't know if he's going to pull ownership from ship from Charlie. If Stuart Stu, Big Stu Sink is going to hide in the weeds right there, but there is this is where the money's going to be made. And we got Brian Harmon. Mm-hmm. I never play Harmon, but it's I mean, where are we going, Slep? Hey, this, there's so much to like here. Um, I, I think it's just, it's almost easier to say the plays that you don't like right. than the plays that you do. Right. Um, I there, I like a lot. Um, Higo, I'm gonna play him. He just, as I texted you boys, I think he's the only guy on your tour that like is actually rosterable in DFS, and that includes Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Um, Austin, <laughs> I really love. Slep plays Fitzpatrick more than both of us combined. Just so you know, I know. Let's see. That's a razzle. But when when yeah, are you no, off the Euro tour? Is like Louis still on the Euro tour? Like. Because he goes off the Euro Tour now. He is a PGA player. I, I get it. But he, he, let's not quibble over words. You know what I meant. Okay. Um, Got it. <laughs> or did you not? Should I explain for I you? don't know. It would probably take too long. Yeah. You make me feel stupid, so I won't do it. No. Um, so Homa was who I really initially uh, attracted to in terms of <laughs> – that's a, like a weird sentence. Love attracted to you, small hairy man. It's good. Um, but it, it looks like that's like a common thing now. Yes, like 13% ownership. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I was, I'd, I'd rather play Homa than Hoffman. If I if between those two, I'll take Wow. Slep has a, 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 a hidden blind spot. And do you know what it is? Anything, and I think I, I, I finally figured this out, Slep. Any course any event that in some capacity can comp to riviera (laughs) is a blind spot for slep he's like homa bubba kokrak keegan just get it all peter's dj he loves he loves the riviera comp so really (laughs) (laughs) so this is a bad one um yeah yeah but Um, yeah i think it makes sense to an extent i mean long course poa whatever but yeah but let me just ask you quickly: If you had to play, you could only play one of those. You have to cut the other. Do you? Who do you pick? Hoffman every time. Home. I fucking. Really? I am such. I am. I oh. love older dudes. Yeah. I am love older. Dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Slep, Slep, Slep loves Homa. You love the older dudes. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, 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 on not without irony. I love Charlie Hoffman as my. He is just everything you want in a golfer. He is a fucking. He. I He's mean, been like he, the second best iron player on tour this year behind yes, Colin Morikawa. So. Uh, but, but long iron player, he's he's yeah. gaining a ton of strokes off the tee. He hits it 310 average for a 40-year-old. He just makes the fucking shots, and he's fearless. I mean, 
he scores too. He makes birdies. Like, you know, he does it all, man. He's also from San Diego, which will only be mentioned about 150 times this week, but I'm actually, um, I'm actually yeah, tearing like, up about it right now. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's uh number six in uh Strosky and approach this year. But again, if you just oh, focus Joe on Martin. like the last 12 weeks, he's probably number two, but um, yeah, uh, no homo for me, but I agree. I, you know, I think there's a lot here, but I think, you know, you have to follow exactly what you said about the other ranges in terms of there's going to be some guys that attract the ownership, most notably Paul Kaysen and probably Abe Answer again. Uh, I just, just not going to play them. Is Brady um, Grace playing or do you withdraw? There's a WD playing. beside him. He withdrew from, from uh, Congaree. That's why. Yeah, he got a WD beside him on the lineup. Yeah, HQ all those guys who, who, who qualified and then withdrew from Congaree are still marked as. Uh, yeah, Mark is withdrawn, but yeah. Grace is a motherfucker, I tell you what. Yeah, I think it's a big golf course. But yeah, I mean, I definitely I definitely did like Shane Lowry to an extent, but I think the ownership's going to be impossible to play him. him. However, so at the same ownership, I think Jason Kokrak's the most mispriced player this week. So like, if there was yeah. a chalk guy to play here, that's probably where I would go. i still not 100% sold on it. Uh you know, he's going to be 20%. Like, there's no doubt about that. But Kokrak's a stud, though. He seems incredibly underpriced. Uh, also has good course history at the Riviera. <laughs> um, <laughs> spe- you know, speaking of Riviera. Don't Matt, say it. Yeah, right? Adam Scott. Yeah. Baba? Uh, 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 so <laughs> if I had to tell you yep. who is number one yep. uh, stroke yep. skin off the tee and yep. ball striking at courses over 7,400 yards. No POA, no nothing. Just who is number one off the tee ball striking long golf courses? Is it in this range? Yeah. And add in his Riviera record. <laughs> add in the Riviera record. <laughs> it's probably – is it Bubba? It's Bubba. Yeah. Yes. And, and like, I mean, he's done well here, but also if you look back at it, and, like, I, I don't know if people will actually look at this, he's got, like, really good farmer's course history from, like, 2011 to 2014. But is, it is, is Riviera the only comp there because he plays well at Riviera? I don't know. I mean, I think any long golf course, I mean. You got to watch yeah, those I filters think, on uh, Fantasy National because then you realize. Like, there's no doubt in my mind, Bubba. He could shoot 83 on Thursday. Like, there's no doubt right. about that. But he's going to be like four or five percent owned. Um, right. So, it, if you're trying to pivot off of like a Lowry, for example, I think Bubba makes a lot of sense. So, you know who I'll never play ever again is Matt Kuchar. I don't care. I don't. He could be fifty dollars this week. I'm not playing Matt. Kuchar. No, we're done with him. Uh, yeah, same with Siwoo Kim for me. Ever. Matt Wallace, I, though. I like the couple names right down here. I like Wallace and I like Ortiz. Yeah. Oh, but you the, missed the best one. The play that's going to win someone a million dollars is Russell. And I don't. Is Molinari. Oh, God. No. Wow. Yep. No, I was going to say Kevin Streelman. Uh, oh. Streelman's been, been really good uh, and has played well here. So. I think that's an interesting name. And if the course plays tough, you know, Strowman's a guy who can just par you to death. So in the in the sixes that we're gonna mention a few guys. I don't even know if I have one. I mean I could say you Brendan Chaz. <laughs> I'm Chez. <clears throat> like you said, I think the course may be a little long for him, but yeah. But but Chez can make Chez can make birdies. Uh I think he's from California and he uh he hits a lot of greens and reg. Brendan Todd hits a lot of fairways. He's an elite scrambler. It is long, but if if, if you need guys to make cuts in six of six, Brendan Todd may be one of them. EVR, Gamble, Bern Wiesberger. Another guy who scrambles his way around every course. He just gets it done, and his U.S. Open record is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I am not doing the Hogue. <laughs> Wyndham Clark, <laughs> probably, uh, probably not a Poston, not slept. Yeah, slept started this morning off rough with a bunch of Wyndham Clark shit, and I had to, <laughs> no. I had to extinguish that really quickly. Please go I, I ahead. And um, so, so speaking of Chez, so you mentioned that he's from California. Uh, he's not, and if I gave you forty nine guesses as to what state he's from, you would never guess it. <laughs> well, I thought he was from France. I he's from Kansas. <laughs> Yes, the mystery of chess. Yes, he's, yes. From, he's from Kansas. Okay, Strange. why did I think he was from California? 
I mean, he's got a cool name like Chez. He's one of the the yeah. He's an Arizona guy. He's out in Scottsdale now. But what do you what do you got in the sixes? Without elaborating, just give me some names. So one is EVR, who you mentioned. I yeah. Yeah, I think two is Vegas. Yeah, it's played great here. And then three for me, it's kind of gross, but steel. Yeah, I, I think those I, are the clear three that I'm going to consider this week. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I'll just take all take all my stuff. It's cool. Um, <laughs> Clark, I know. <laughs> fuck it, fuck you guys. I'm gonna- <laughs> Wyndham Clark. You get the Wyndham Clark air raid siren. Yeah, there's not really not a lot, but I would consider Clark, consider Perez, maybe, um, and I guess do it. Say no. it. Nope. <laughs> Matt, get it ready. <laughs> it's ready. It's lined up. No. So oh. actually asked me why. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so actually asked me how is Bo in the field. Bo. <laughs> Okay, last week was a separator of talent itself at Congaree. There was some really like awful plays. I, yeah, Wyndham Clark is a guy who I love, but he he can go fifteen over, no yeah. problem. Yeah, I cannot get behind that this week. No, whatever, play it. Who wins? Who's our winner? Start with you, Josh. Um, oh, fine. I'm other than Ram, who I've already said is going to win. Yeah. I will say Cantlay. Okay, great. I like that. I'm going to do an other than too. Ryan. Yeah, yeah. I guess we can all. Yeah, we can all do that. Other than Ram, who is going to win? Um, Patrick Reed. Gross. It, all right. It, I agree. Other than other than Brooks Kepka, who's obviously going to win. This is going to surprise you. Because you think I'm going to say Fee now or Chess? No. <laughs> I don't think you're going to say Chess. Fino doesn't win. <laughs> no, he's not going to win. I think it's going to be Victor Hovland. How yeah. about them apples? Wow, people are so so. People are betting Fee now at shorter odds than Justin Thomas. I just want to be clear about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually happening. People are betting him at like eighteen to one or twenty to one. And no one said shit about Spieth, by the way. Spieth here. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that's just speak for himself. Yeah. <laughs> Josh will text you in two situations when he's won money or when you've lost him money. <laughs> I can't Goodbye, wait for boys. the text when Clark is first round leader. Yeah. Yes, yes. And See he'll text guys. us. See you. Good luck. Bye.
Boss, huh? Cause I bring the friction. I bring 